This episode and every episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Ironmonger Brewing. Visit Ironmonger at their tap room in Marietta, Georgia, or online at ironmongerbrewing.com. Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yo, what's wrong with the beer we got? Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Brian Hewitt. And welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We are broadcasting from the Little Beer Festival in lovely downtown Duluth, Georgia. And uh, you might have guessed here, but we're going to be talking about little beers I'm Tim Dennis, and with me as always, my good friend and co-host, because no one will come get him. He's always here. I am always Brian here. Brian yes. Hewitt. <laughs> hey, Tim. Yeah, as Tim already said, little beer fist, little beers. Very small beers, like a... Uh, Tiny. I, yeah. Like four-ounce cans, I think. Uh, yeah, just like two-ounce cans. That's not what no, they meant. It's uh, lower ABV stuff, and I think the average is right around the uh, the, the four to uh, the three to four percent range. Somewhere there. Yeah, yeah, I think the goal of the festival was everything under five percent, yeah. I believe, was that, that was it. But uh, you know what, Brian? We got some cool people with us right now. We do. Now. We do. Oh, right now, yeah. we do have cool people what? with us. Sitting with us right now, we have Myron Greens and Christian Andrews from yo, yo, yo. the Atlanta Podcast. The Atlanta Podcast. The Atlanta, exactly. Atlanta Podcast. Guys, yeah. Little Beer Fest. Thanks for coming and hanging with us. We oh, appreciate it. Thanks, thanks for, for having us. us. Yes. We're, we're here. So they put us in what they call the Brewer's Lounge. We're with the cool kids. Yeah. They let us, and we're here. Yeah. We've got... Uh, uh, Bitch Beer Podcast is setting up down there. Yeah, we got Caroline. Caroline. Caroline is setting up there uh, for her show. But we've just got a lot of – we're in the media row here. Yes. Right yes, there. Yes. And there's there's bins full of beer right next to us. Oh, so. that stuff's free? Man, it, it has <laughs> been for us, man. So we'll see how it goes. So, uh, we'll I'm going to pack my trunk right now. Yeah, yeah, that's it. How long are we at the festival? Like tonight. 10 minutes. You'll, yeah. get, <laughs> like 10. You'll get a check at the end of the night. So yeah. 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 12 beers. That's oh, it. man. That I just beat it. those last four. Yeah. <laughs> right. But you know what, guys? Let's tell folks a little bit about the Atlanta podcast. I know you talk beer. Yes. And kind of what's happening. Is, is that, Do I have it in yes. essence? Yeah. So on the Atlanta podcast, uh, wherever you get your podcast. We talk about stuff going on in and around uh, the city of Atlanta, but we also like to do it while drinking local beer, and that's where Myron, our craft beer guru, our jack of all drafts, if jack you will, of jack drafts. of all drafts, man, he not is a bad the one title. who leads us through that. All yeah, right. it's 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 fun to not only um, talk about Atlanta, but you know we are from Atlanta, so we want to highlight everything in Atlanta outside of you know culture, music, sure. everything on, but the beer too, because we love to drink beer. We only drink local. beer. Okay. No, no, nothing, right. nothing coming out mm-hmm. outside of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's our podcast gets better as it goes on because we drink more and more. Yeah. So here's what we or call sloppy, it. whichever. Yeah, yeah either We've one. been better now, Brian, but there yeah. used to be a joke. People would hashtag fourth segment on one of our shows <laughs> because yeah. by the time we got to that last segment, we were sampling these beers and talking. And, uh, you know, I think as we were younger in the show, it was just – not that we're not excited now, but man, the beer we just couldn't control ourselves quite. We drink mm, and drink. Pretty much. By the yeah. time it gets to the end of the show, we're three sheets, three sheets and four segment. Brian. That's right. Three <laughs> sheets and four segment. Done, yeah. done, and you know, done. we our our show covers beer around the world, and we we actually make an effort sometimes to not be a Georgia beer show, specifically because we love our local beer. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. We love all beer, but we have a special place for our local beer. So as this show goes out. Around we had Toppling Goliath on the show last oh, week. Wow, nice. Nice. Got to talk to them. So we talked to breweries all over the place, but we do have a special place for our local stuff. You know, yeah. it's good stuff. And we're out here today. What breweries are you guys looking forward to here today? Here, um, 
Uh, I like uh, Birds Fly South. Okay. They're outside of uh, Greenville. Mm-hmm. Um, they do lots of uh, mixed fermentation, um, saisons, things of that nature. So I'm definitely looking forward to uh, trying what they uh, have to offer today. Good stuff, See what man. I mean? I would have just been like the uh, alcoholic mm-hmm. stuff. The stuff with alcohol. Would a non-alcoholic stuff? beer count for a little beer fest, Brian? Oh, so it I, could be. They te- could do that. Techni- so yeah, technically, <laughs> right? Technically, yes, because it would be on the lower. Uh, they're not completely alcohol-free, most of them. So yes. it would be half a percent. So they are little beers. Like they're, You can call mm-hmm. them non-alcoholic because they fall within that special category. But, mm. yeah, they're beer. It's beer. There is some alcohol in it. It's brewed mostly the same way. So I'd say yes. That's Technically, say could be. less than 5%. Right? Technically, less than 5%. Like, yeah. Some of them are less than half a percent, so less than 0.5%. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Brian, what are you looking forward to checking out today? So there is a 2.8% beer out there that I would really like to try because I've never had a beer that, was not, that wasn't that was a non-alcoholic beer that was that low of an ABV. And I'm curious if uh, if, if it'll be good, if I'd like it, if it's going to wind up being water to me or okay. what it's even going to taste like. 2.8? Anytime I hear the like 2.8 or a 3 in it, I get yes. nervous and I yep. just like... <laughs> The Falcon fan in me is just going, oh, no, no. no. <laughs> All right. Okay. There's one that's a 2.8, and the one right next to it is a 3. So, oh, you know, so go out there and see what's up with that. But later on, the 3 becomes like a 54 or something oh, like yeah. that. It's terrible, terrible, man. Gosh. You know, you guys talk about the culture in that uh, around Atlanta, and, I mean, we really do have it. There's a lot going on here. Beer, music, arts, you know, the, the sure. dining scene. So it's cool. You know what? For those that are listening to our show and you're not in Atlanta, come see us. Absolutely. Come oh, see absolutely. us. Come see a show. Yes. Come have a, a good meal. Grab some beer. You're going to have a good time. Speak, speaking of the good meal, so the main host of the Little Beer Fest is Good Word yes. Brewing. Yeah. They're a brew pub in downtown Duluth. Yeah. Meal, the food is excellent. The beer oh. is great. Shout out to Todd, the brewmaster. Yes. Um, the Unintentional program. brewmaster. Like, he wasn't <laughs> yeah. even supposed to be yeah. the one brewing. Right. So. Yeah, we, we met the original brewer, and it's like, oh, yeah, this is great. It's going to work out. And then the guy was gone within, I guess, yeah. a month. He's like, well, oh, I guess I'm brewing. Awesome. And uh, <laughs> unexpectedly amazing at it. I, I, He's, yeah. yeah. Good yeah. stuff coming. You know, talking about the food there, I had, I think it was maybe gnocchi with, like, pulled oh. pork cheek and truffle yes. oil yes. or something. Yes. yes, we did oh. have that. And then for dessert, like a, cho- a gold-plated chocolate tort. Yeah, it's, it's like man. So it's like yeah, gold? Uh, yeah, the gold dust or color. gold leaf on yeah, there. Yeah, you can put a little bit of gold. It's you can actually eat gold. Good. If you I want love it, man. gold. That's yeah. how you eat. Oh, yeah. man. oh man, good stuff. You know, I am looking forward to Heater Allen. You know, I've heard a lot about their yeah. beers, and I have not tried one yet. So Where are I know they, from? they uh, they're they're out there somewhere. Yeah, I forget the U.S. of A. They're in one of they're one of the more extreme suburbs of Atlanta, so possibly in Tennessee or possibly like OTP, maybe Washington. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, way OTP. So extreme suburbs of Atlanta. That much we know. That much we know. But I think the crew from Dissolver is here. We've had them on the show before and had fun. So we're going to check out what's going on there. But we've got a lot, a nice mix of local stuff here as well as folks from really everywhere. That come in, so this is a good place to just check it out. I think Crooked Ron is back. Yep, this saw year, them out Brian, there. Yep, we've they had are a good time out there. with them. Yeah, sure. And, uh, I don't even know what beers I'm going to try yet because I don't go. Uh, I know people that go into these festivals and they plan. Right, like, right. I'm going to see this. I'll take a quick scan of the list and be like, okay, I want to make sure to check this one and this one. I'm just going to check them out. Just I'm just going to go slow. whatever's there. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping I'm somebody's. Uh, all. Yeah, I'm hoping all there's a bad them. boy, a bad boy brewery uh, here that uh, sneaks some uh, high ABV. Stuff in, Little, yeah. Oh, there the is person. right. They're five point one percent. Exactly. They're all tatted up. And all this. Yeah, yeah. You right. don't tell us what to do. They got guys, guys just out front, like 
a bench pressing and you know, yeah, right. it's just like a, a prison Rebels. yard in front. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, the weather here compared, were you guys here last year? No, yeah. I, was. I was. Okay. You remember how hot and sweaty it was it's last year? Literally a total 180. It 180. It was, it was uh, like let's 88 see, degrees. To the, what do we got? I think it was 44. One, About 45 degrees, degrees right yeah. now and quite breezy, oh, which wow, is man. very, very uncommon for this time of year for us here. And this is like not the beer that you would want when it's cold. Like I want a stout right now. Yeah. I need a stout. We need yeah. a, <laughs> a, a, a hot beer fest, a li- right? A hot little beer fest or a little, yeah. hot, <laughs> right. beer, yeah. little hot beer fest. Uh, does anybody have a hot iron poker or a poker that we could make hot? <laughs> yeah. stick it in some beers? Right. Are you guys familiar yeah. with serving beers hot? Yeah, it's a thing. Have you heard of them doing that? It's a thing. It's a thing, man. It sure is. So we talked to to a guy out of uh, Primitive Brewing. Primitive Primitive Brewing out of Colorado. And they got together with Weldworks and one other brewery I forget right now. But they did a hot beer fest. And there's two different ways they do them. One of them. They like mullet with spices, like a oh. like a wine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then oh. another one, they actually take it. You get a mug of beer and you go out to the fireplace and they have red hot pokers in the fire and they just pull it out and and shove it down into your mug of beer and you get a hot beer. <laughs> that and, sounds uh, steamy. Yeah, is, is that <laughs> enjoyable? It, you know what? We tried the. You use like a creek for the yeah. mulled beer. Uh-huh. And honey, citrus Apple fruit, juice spices. a little bit. Now, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 So that, that makes was sense. that was good. That's I haven't good. tried the other the other way, but I know the glue creek. Glue Creek, yeah. Glue Creek, That's what we called it. The hot yep. mold Creek. Mm. It was tasty. So so hot right now. But That's I don't right. think. I know. <laughs> yes, but I don't think Creek is typically huge in the, on the ABVs either. So no, it may fit in. It's going to be in the five to six five, range. Yeah, probably. five, six, seven yeah. ish. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. So seven might be even too we high. We would be close there. Yeah. Good stuff, guys. Thanks for joining us. The Atlanta Podcast. Get it wherever you get your podcast. We're going to be back very soon to talk more Little Beer Fest. Cobb County, Georgia is home to 19 great breweries, distilleries, meateries, cideries, and wineries. This March, Cobb Travel and Tourism brings you Bubbles and Brews Craft Beverage Month. Visit participating locations and get your brew pass stamp, sample unique brews, and win sweet prizes all month long. Make sure to get double stamps on Bubbles and Brews event nights and vote online for your favorite brews. Celebrate with Cobb's best craft beverage makers throughout the month of March. Get more info now at bubblesandbrews.com. It's great to see our community coming back to life. The cold weather is fading away, and it's time to enjoy the greatest patio in Kennesaw. Join us at The Nest and spend some time with family, have a beer with a neighbor, or simply celebrate the end of another day. Make a reservation at thenestkennesaw.com for Sunday brunch and enjoy an overloaded Bloody Mary. At The Nest, you'll find smiling faces, great barbecue, and 48 taps of local craft beverages. Don't forget, our outdoor space is perfect for your four-legged best friend. We look forward to seeing you soon at The Nest. Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Cannibal, cannibal coming. Now back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Remember, all episodes are available on demand. So if you miss the broadcast, get the podcast. Beer Guys Radio is available on the Podcast Park and all popular and unpopular podcasting apps. Now let's get back to Little Beer Fest. Little Beer Fest, and I've got to say something right now because I think we probably witnessed something historic. We'll have to check it. It is snowing. 
in Duluth, Georgia. Uh-huh. It, or it was. I believe it's moved on. It was just small flakes, but this is the middle of April in Georgia, and we had a little bit of snow. Crazy stuff. But we're making it through. We're all hoodied up. We're getting some beer into us. And uh, right now, we have Spencer Longhurst with us from, from Barique Brewing and Blending, Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, we've got a little something-something in our glass here. Uh, it's called Petite Afternoon, Correct. Correct. Spencer, can you tell us a little bit about this beer? Uh, yeah, this is like uh, we make a bunch of this petite saison, mixed culture saison style beer. Uh, it's all Tennessee grown malt, a big portion of Tennessee grown wheat. And then uh, this particular one, we, we had made a, an IPA called Golden Afternoon. And I took the, the spent hops out of that Golden Afternoon IPA, pushed them into a barrel after we were done with the IPA, and then... Uh, transferred this mature petite saison on top of those hops and so we ended up calling it petite afternoon so that is some efficient use of materials there man with yeah. the hop, prices of hops man get all you can out of them right <laughs> well you when you troop hops out of an ipa you know no, normally they're going down the drain or you know right. to, to the compost yeah and it still smells incredible yeah and i've always thought like and i wish there was another way to reuse these and, and now i work in the mixed culture brewery where uh they let me do weird, where you can, where huh? they let me do you weird can. things, and good um, deal, man. It, it worked. That's so. awesome. So this when you is... pull them out, do you kind of wring them out, put them in a cheesecloth, just wring no. them out into the beer? No, I no? mean it's okay. It, the beer's been like <laughs> cold crash, so it's like it's pretty dense, like okay. good material. You really got to put some pressure on top of the tank to really get it out. So. Do they have like a French press for uh, fermenters, like where you could actually press, yeah. press it down, <laughs> just press down the ingredients at the bottom to get all that stuff at the? No, that's a good idea. You should invent that. See? I'm gonna work on that, it. That'd be like little, a, a little uh, desk brewery. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, let me make a little IP right quick. You know, yeah, press whatever. I like this idea. Now, like Myron, it. have you ever have you ever French pressed a beer? I have not. However, okay. I think I might go home and try that. Yeah, man. Just yeah. to see took, what's going on. Well, we took a big stout that we, we homebrewed and put habaneros and chunks of bourbon barrel Ooh. and cinnamon sticks. And pre- and I'm telling you, it works, man. It's really. You remember when Randall's yeah, was yeah, super yeah. cool? Uh-huh. Everybody was randling. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, do a small-scale randall at home. Put you some, something in there. Put you some adjuncts in your French press and... Press it oh, out. Nice. Yeah, do we, do we have a name for that? Like a Frandel? French press let's, Frandel? Or we do like now. a Frandel? The Frandel. Yeah, the let's Frandel call now. it the Frandel. I, I think yeah, exactly. Yeah. TM, guys. Yeah. TM. Right. <laughs> now, Spencer, we're at Little Beer Fest, so we're celebrating little beers. Uh, do you guys, is most of what you brew on the smaller side? Uh, definitely not most. No? But okay. We, we brew a lot of it for us and almost exclusively for us. Okay. It's an excuse. Let's start a brewery so we can make more beer for us. Well, yeah. Most of what we do is like mixed culture, barrel aged beer. Um, and then we just recently, this past year, we opened our first tasting room and took a new facility that allowed us to make some non-barrel or some non-sour beer as well. Okay. Um, so pretty heavy focus on still putting everything through barrels as we're named Parique. So that's, that's the name of the French, the French word for that type of barrel that we use. Okay. So we, when we decided to make non-sour beer, we're still going to stick stick it in oak for a period of time. And we had a pretty heavy focus on continental, like European-style lagers, and then a little bit of English beer as well that we're fermenting in oak in, in, in this Burton Union that we crafted. We're looking here right now. We've got a can of your barrel-aged lager beer uh, here, and I see it says 10 degrees yep. on there, which is... Uh, the measurement of, I guess, the ten degrees Play-Doh. Ten Play-Doh. degrees Play-Doh is the starting starting gravity. Starting of gravity this beer, there, yeah. right? Yep. What is a typical 
is there an average? Because see, as homebrewers, we use you know specific oh, gravity. Yeah, specific gravity. gravity. Yeah. We don't speak Plato. We're not fluent in Plato there. <laughs> so, what would that translate to? And what's kind of an average for most beers? Um, I mean, most of our like lager beer is probably like eleven to twelve. Um, you know, this petite the petite beer was six Plato. Okay. So oh yeah, that's pretty small. It's small. It's like six hundred pounds of malt in a twenty barrel bag. It's, oh wow! Okay, oh, wow. The, the green bed's probably. Eight. <laughs> Myron, do you know Plato? Do you do you know kind of how that re- correlates to everything? I I have um, heard it multiple times when I, I I used to work at Orpheum. Okay, yeah, um, mm-hmm. and so we like Jason. Yeah, Jason. Yeah, J- that's the homie. Um, Jackson he, Poulet. <laughs> yeah, Jackson <laughs> Poulet. Yeah, right. but yeah, starting at, starting fan. at that lo- that low, it still comes down at in finished product. Right. Yeah, so like the the ten Plato beer finished at like around two six or two seven off the top right. of my head. It's a little sweeter than some of the some of the beers, which is actually a pretty unique. The you know I've never really come across a barrel aged lager. Yeah, it's it's uh, like I said, we we decided we were still going to try and put everything through oak because our name is after a barrel. Barrels, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's stainless fermented uh, for you know about twenty one days. It spins in the stainless fermenter, and we crash it down. Uh, I'll put it into wine barrels, and then I'll wheel those wine barrels into the walk-in cooler. We have a little manifold that will hook CO2 on top of them to keep a tiny little, like, 2 PSI of uh, positive pressure on top of them, try and mitigate any O2 pickup and stuff. And then uh, once they're completed their lagering in in the walk-in, we'll put them back into a bright tank and carbonate package them in cans and kegs. It's kind of nice to get that flavor without, you know, something that's usually, I see something barrel aged and dark, it's going to be 12%. Right, right. Exactly. How do you how do you keep a, a beer like that from getting picking up a little like uh, you know a funk, a little something? Is it is it purely it finishes out so much before going into barrels or what, um, what's the, what's I've got the key separate there? barrels that I only use for the loggers compared okay. to the mixed culture stuff. We have all separate hoses, equipment, soft parts for, for the non-sour beer. Uh, I steam each barrel for like two hours before oh, it gets beer. So we have a really nice on-demand steam generator. And then uh, when, we're, when we're not using them, we kind of have like a cycle. I have basically twice as many lager barrels as I need so that when when I'm filling them, I got another one ready to go kind of thing. Um, and we'll, we'll hold them, we'll, we'll fill them with a, a holding solution. So we'll acidify that with citric acid and K2SO4, potassium sulfite. How long can you use those barrels? Because that seems like really intense treatment of the wood. I'm like, how long will they hold up? So I've been using the same one. We've been making non-sour beer in, in the lagers and barrels for uh, a little bit over a year now. We started in December of last year. I've been using the same barrels on a rotation. They've probably each had six or seven beers through them, and I would like to replace them as soon as possible. Okay. <laughs> about so about time, a year. Uh, about yeah, a year okay. or six or seven batches probably. I, uh, <laughs> not as soon as possible. I, I want to start peppering in some fresh ones because when we first started, they, they were getting a lot more oak extraction than I was sure. desiring. So I don't want to just reset them all with brand new ones. Because that, I don't want to go back to the super oaky lager. You got to blend them in over I time. Br- I want to blend a couple bit. fresh ones in. Cycle out some of the old ones. We'll, cy- we'll cycle the old ones into the sour, sour side of the brewery. Just do one that's just ridiculous oak. The first couple <laughs> when we first did the right. first couple, I was like, oh, this is. A- it wasn't ridiculous, but I was like, this is more than I want. Like, I call it tongue splinter. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's what you need. I, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, with the they're, bad they're ideas. a little bit tannic. They had a lot more oak character than what we're getting. Uh, in our, you know, more recent. Yeah, you get that sharpness when you get too yeah. too much in there. Like, I've had beers that, usually bigger ones, usually stouts and that, that they've left, and I'm like, man, I can tell there's a really nice stout hiding there, 
Well, that barrel's just coming through. It hurts your uh, tongue almost a little bit. It claws its way down your throat. You're like, ooh, I like the flavor, but I could use less claws. Just you tearing know? into yeah, you just, there, just right? Just biting yeah. into you. Yeah, and I, some people love that, and I, I think it has to be toned down. When we were home brewing, even those wood chips, the wood chips, you had to boil the heck out of them to get all those tannins out because you would yeah. extract it, and mm-hmm. people would say, oh, that's a great barrel. I was like, that's so barrely. I'm like, I'm, I'm picking splinters out of my teeth. You know? Almost like a rye whiskey. You know? yeah. Yeah. yeah, that spice there, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, that bite there. Yeah, yeah. We ruined a lot of good beer home trying to put <laughs> wood on it in home brewing, Brian. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but it's cool being out here at a festival like this, and I think it's going on long enough. We keep saying little beers are coming back, pilsners are coming back, this and that. But if it doesn't for two years, man, I mean, they're kind of here, right? They're here. We're yeah, here. they're staying. Yeah, yeah. good we stuff. Got a great crowd out here enjoying Yeah, yeah. nice crowd it. out. Even despite the despite weather, man, we're out here. We got our hoodies on. We're having a good time with it. Now, Spencer, thanks so much for joining us. If thanks people want to find out what's going on with Barique. Yeah, check out our social media, our Instagram, at BarikeBrewing.com, or at BarikeBrewing, and then our website is at uh, BarikeBrewing.com. Uh, we're on Facebook as well. Good stuff. And that is B-A-R-R-I-Q-U-E. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We'll be right back with more from Little Beer Fest. The most award-winning brewery east of the Mississippi has come to Atlanta. Iron Hill Brewery and Restaurant is now serving in Dunwoody at Perimeter Mall and in Buckhead on Peachtree near Phipps Plaza. Serving a variety of menu items from a completely scratch kitchen plus craft beer brewed 10 feet from your table. You have to try their cheesesteak egg rolls paired with a signature craft beer. Iron Hill Brewery and Restaurant, serving Atlanta in Buckhead and Dunwoody. Drop in today or make a reservation or place a pickup or delivery order at ironhillbrewery.com. Brian and Tim, the beer guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth are always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck and Tap? Well, the tap part is easy, Brian. They've got 18 of them. As for the truck part, that's where it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta area food trucks, so you're getting a different menu every day. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the beer guys sent you. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Your revolution is over, Mr. Lebowski. Condolences, the bomb's lost. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. I want to give a quick shout-out to one of our great radio affiliates, KTEL, 1490 AM, 91.1 FM, or 94.1 FM, excuse me, 99.7 FM in Walla Walla, Washington. Catch Beer Guys Radio on KTEL. Every Sunday at 2 p.m. Now let's get back to Little Beer Fest. Little Beer Fest. Duluth, Georgia. Fighting the weather today, man. It's been cold. It's sleeted. It's snowed. The sun came out, and everybody cheered to the sun god, and then it went away again. We're trying to make it through it, but uh, we've got some cool people here to talk to us about some little beer. We have from Resonant Culture in Charlotte, North Carolina, we have Chris Tropiano. And, Chris, you are... Director of Brewing Operations and one of the owners of Resident Culture, correct? Correct. And we also have John Eberhardt. And, John, you're the sales director. Is that right? That's correct. Cool. Guys, thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming here to hang. And I saw you guys are some of the bad boys of Little Beer Fest. <laughs> yeah. With a, a 5.2 beer here that I opened up. Limit, so, yeah. uh, you know, anyone. we were having some hot hop talk before we came on the air here. 
about hop selection. So this beer that we're that we're drinking right now, aren't we all, is using an all experimental hop that you got at Hop Selection last year. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, it was two two years ago um, at Roy Farms, which is an, which is a big uh, hop growing farm, and they also have their hop processing plant there, but. They brought me in and tasted me through a bunch of experimental hops that they're kind of working on on their experimental farm. And this one hop, ADHA 1940, really struck me. It was really lemony and floral, and it felt like it'd be really nice for a Pilsner or lager. Um, So at the time, this is the second time we brewed this beer. So we brewed it then uh, a couple years ago, just 100% hopped with that one hop. And since then, they've I guess other people showed interest in it, um, and they named it. So now it's an official hop called the Dina. So this is 100% hop with that hop, yeah. You know, you mentioned the floral notes in there, and I really dig floral notes in a beer. I feel like they're not cool right now. Like a few years ago, I saw more beers with floral notes, but you just don't see people bragging about that anymore. It's all about the fruit juice, Tim. Yeah, I think you're amongst a crowd here that would maybe disagree with you a little more the brewers, to it. The, yeah what the brewers like is maybe different than what it is the you're consumers right. like well talking about little beer fest we remember five six years ago or whatever you, you know brewers were all about the pilsners and lagers they're drinking those and and they were getting to where it wasn't just that they drank them but they're perfecting them you know they're getting a good craft lager you know craft pilsners out there and we said you know, this is going to be bigger, you know, because, heck, you guys know five years ago, if you'd said there would have been a little beer fest, no one would, you would have thought no one would attend that. But uh, here we are. Here we are. They got people to attend. (laughs) Look at us. Look at us. Even in this weather, people are attending to drink beers in 5% or lower or 5.2% and lower, as it turns Mm -hmm. out. I want to say that we did see one guy that was pretty tipsy. And you know what? Cheers to him because that's not easy to do. (laughs) He's Uh, really, really working at it. Yes. If you're determined, you can accomplish anything, Tim. You can get a little tipsy. Put your mind to it. You can do it. You got to have the right attitude. That's right. That's it, man. You can do it. Awesome. Awesome. What's the other beer that you brought here? You've got uh Well, don't look at the ABV on that one. Either. Okay. Oh, no, we won't even talk oh, no. about it. Yeah. Oh, is it even Oh, it's even higher. Oh, I, <laughs> I'm I'm shocked. <laughs> uh this one's fun. This is our golden sour mixed culture base. So, it spent about 6 months in oak and we actually used freshly harvested Idaho 7, so wet hops essentially. They oh. were harvested and then shipped right over to us uh the day after and we so it's a wet hopped, so wet dry hopped um, golden sour, and we we started canning these recently, which entails us hand filling cans with beer guns and sending them through our seamer so as oh, not wow. to uh, infect our canning line. Oh, wow. okay, um, all so right, yeah, makes sense. Giving that a go because I think most brewers these days are seeing sour beer sales drop, especially mixed culture beer sales, and. We were thinking, let's put them in cans, drop the price point a little bit, and cross our fingers and hope that we can start selling more of it. It's a sad yeah. change, we'll man. Yeah, it's just terrible. You know, we've get. Uh, I still like we were we were sharing some bottles here with one of our distributors, Liberator Distributing, who brought a lot of beers to the festival. But he distributes like Cantillon, Dry Fontanen, you know, all of those Jester King, and he popped a few. And man, I still really enjoy. I know the large format is not. The cool kids don't like them anymore. Give me a 750 with some friends, man. Let's pop a cork and Fine. have a good time. Yeah. Though quietly at this at this show, the the 
some of the standout beers have actually been small mixed fermentation beers, like the okay. table saison right. and thing, yeah, yeah. things like that. I I, I think that, uh, that John was was talking about some. Of, those are some of your favorites that you've had at the show so far. Yeah, that I've had so far today. Um, <clears throat> Odd Breed, uh, which was happening to be set up right next to us, so I obviously gave them a try early on. And cool. Now, what we're we're talking about, like these are going out. I, I know we were talking in an earlier segment how a few years ago we said. These little beers are coming up. Well, I think they're here. What's next? What are you guys? What are you guys seeing? Is the next cool thing? <laughs> well, hopefully question. this, uh, this, this mixed cult, this mix culture, mix culture, and, and cans yeah. really takes yeah. off. So this yeah. is our wouldn't put our your first one. On. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> I really enjoy this. Yeah, I think. I I'm mean, the way it turned out. I don't know if anything's going to be the next hazy IPA, but I do think loggers. Yeah. Like I know, probably brewers have been saying this for five years now, but. We've seen our lager sales increase quite a bit. And sure. like they're sometimes neck and neck with IPAs at our tap room. So I'm optimistic that that, will, that trend will continue to, to rise. Now, well, do you guys, I know Charlotte is an active beer scene. Do you have breweries there that are just focused on like lager brewing classic styles and such? No, I, we don't have like a good word. Okay. Com- yeah. Halfway good yeah. word. Those are our guys, right? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're elite level. I'd say we're kind of um, we do the ringleaders of, of the loggers. Okay. Um, just with our frequency and volume that we make. Definitely like to experiment. Um, but we actually, within the last like six months, or so, we made our Italian Pilsner a flagship um, because we just saw the, you know, the, the, the demand for that pop up. So right. Really happy to crank that out. Really awesome. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things that you're, we try our best to keep our finger on the pulse of the beer scene around the country and around the world, but it's still a thing. Your bubble is your reality, you know? So mm-hmm. we've got, we've got halfway crooks here. You know, we've got arches brewing. We've got good yeah. that do these. So in the, in our area, there is a good focus on these, you know, classic lagers and that. And I'd kind of wondered out there in other places what it was. And I've talked to people and there's still, man, those Northeast IPAs is still the hazy IPAs are just really, you know, dominant out there. So I, I want, I want you to, on record, say that you don't think the cold IPA will be the next hazy IPA. <laughs> I don't think the cold IPA <laughs> will be the next hazy IPA. Is it that's even it. a style? That's is it, it really? <laughs> is it really even a style? Because we we've talked about it a little it's bit. Just an IPO, right? There we go. Thank you. That's our favorite controversy. I did a meme for Instagram. That's you know the Scooby Doo unmasking thing. It's the yeah, first yeah. one is cold IPA, and he yanks it off and just says IPL on there. I was like, but I mean, honestly, it always gets people stirred up, man. That's oh, yeah. that's something people love to disagree about. I, mean, I like the technique, but technically, yes, uh, yeah. the, I, I you can't really deny that what you're dealing with is an IPL. What's just a slightly modified technique on what people have done before. But I'm intrigued by it, and I think there's a spot for it, and I wish people would get behind it. I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know why they don't. Yeah. We I'm behind it, yeah. We're behind we're, it. We're behind it. <laughs> Whatever you call Have you guys it. done one? Have you done a cold, cold IPL? I mean, we've done IPLs. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we brew hoppy lagers all the time. In fact, we brew secrets out now, I guess. But we brew a lot of West Coast IPAs with okay. lager yeast, and don't say that it's a lager yeast. Oh, yeah. and See? no okay. one knows the difference. Well, it's just really clean. To- you need to come up with a name for the style and brand it, man, because that's where the hype warm, is going. Warm, cold IPA. There you go, the warm, warm cold, cold IPA. Just call it a frosty Tepid. lager. We got you some frosty lagers, guys. Tepid IPA. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the lukewarm IPA. You know, we need to get up to Charlotte, man. We've heard uh, great yeah, things too. about your beer scene. Need to get up there. We haven't yeah, been yeah. out yet. But uh, if folks want to find out more 
about resident culture? What's going to be the best place for them to do that? Come on out to Charlotte. That's where you can get all of our offerings. We do ship occasionally to Atlanta area, a little bit to South Carolina. Yeah, more so in South Carolina. Um, but definitely like follow us on social media, mainly Instagram. We're very active to find uh, our new releases and what's going on in the tap room, things like that. All that. Excellent. Follow social media. We are trying our best not to blow away out here. <laughs> Good I, Lord, I'm holding Brian. down we have done it. We've got people the holding table. our tent yes. down here. So yeah. you're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We are going to try not to blow away, and we'll be back with more Little Beer. Have you visited Ironmonger Brewing recently? Take a trip and see the newly renovated and spacious tap room or enjoy the outdoors in their new beer garden with plenty of seating and shade to ease that summer sun. Ironmonger's tap room has a variety of craft beer and hard seltzer on tap with wine and spirits coming soon. Ready for a bit of adventure? Try out axe throwing with Ironmonger's 16 target range. It's the perfect spot for some quick fun or to host your next party or corporate event. So grab your friends and have some fun today at Ironmonger Brewing. Have you ever thought about owning your own brewery but don't know what it takes to get one built? We're Storytime Construction, and we build breweries. We're Georgia's most experienced and hands-on contractors when it comes to building new breweries and tap rooms or expanding existing breweries. We offer full build-outs, remodeling, and additions, as well as consulting and construction management. Give us a call at 770-733-4343. Storytime Construction. We build breweries. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash beerguys. Patrons get cool perks like Beer Guys swag and commercial-free episodes. Now let's get back to Little Beer Fest. Little Beer Fest, man. Fourth segment, Brian. We're yes. coming to the tail end of things. We've had a good time. Unseasonably cool. Here yes, today and yes. windy. It's oh, the wind! It's here, like a tornado but, uh, right now. We've got some cool people here with us, man, to talk beer. We have Mason and Kyle from the or from Ren House Brewing Company, Phoenix, Arizona. That's correct, yeah, guys. Thanks, to be here. thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. So you came all the way from Phoenix to come hang hang out here at Little Beer Fest, right? Yeah. When you get an invite to come out here, come yeah, party, yeah, right? Yeah, it's a work trip, right? Yeah. We're yeah, working. You can't we're, pass it up. See, man, good. So, how have you enjoyed uh, the beer scene here? It's fun, man. We uh, mm-hmm. we got in yesterday and went to Cherry Street and had a nice, lovely lunch. A couple beers there, and Good nice. Word has been the utmost of hospitality yes. yesesterday. And that's we're having it. a great time. Yeah, their, their staff is uh, bar none some of the best I've seen. It's top so, notch, man. Yeah. And we yeah. were talking. Uh, we had Flight Co. Brewing out of Denver on the show a couple of weeks ago, and they were talking about anybody can make a good beer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the experience. You know, do you feel sure. at home there? Yeah. You know, what is it? Last so. night, it literally felt like if we weren't here for a festival, if we were just coming in in a t-shirt. It would have been like we would have the exact Just experience. hanging, right? Yeah, yeah. just having they, a good time, man. They, they, Absolutely. They showed out all the stops. Yeah. Good yeah. stuff, man. Good stuff. Well, Ren House, we have cracked into one of your beers here right now. That we've had. I lost the can. I lost the name. That's Brian, all right. Did you, it probably blew away it's here. right it here. It probably yeah. blew away. It did blow That's away. That's why we're Moose Tech 2. Yep. Check Pilsner. And uh, tell us about this beer. So that's our Czech Pills, the second time that we've made it. Uh, we like to do a lot of the like more Eurocentric, traditional style lagers. Um, so we do all Weirman malt on it, a um, little bit of extra pale, a lot of Bohemian pills, 
um, and then give it an eight-week conditioning time, filter it, and um, one of my favorite beers that we make, probably you know, top two or three beers that, that we make out of uh, out of both of our facilities. We have a Phoenix and a, and a Prescott. Yeah. It's fantastic, and that's one yeah. thing I love here is that uh, the people that love these kind of beers are the people that are here. You know, yeah, these exactly. are the ones that Absolutely. got invited in Festival's you know, to do this. this. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. man. What a great excuse. And Todd, you know, Todd's not trying to throw a good fest. He's just... He's being greedy and getting people together, brewing the stuff he likes to drink. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. No, no yeah. argument, Todd. Good move, Todd. Yeah. Good move. Good when move. he is not drinking Topo Chico, he's drinking That's little right. beer. So yeah. I'm like, yeah. this is a win-win for him. I've seen him walking around with Topo Chico, but I know he's drinking the uh, the beers in between. He's so. staying hydrated, man. He you got to stay hydrated he, with he that Topo there. He is. Yeah, absolutely. The Phoenix brew scene overall. I don't know a lot about Phoenix. How are things in your neck of the woods? You know, I I got into Phoenix in, in 2015, uh, so I've been there going on what seven years now, and uh, in that amount of time, it's it's grown quite a bit. Uh, but for a city of its size, I I think it's still got a little more a little more. Okay, it's not uh, growing it's into its own. But we got okay. we got a dozen or so like really great really breweries. good spots. Okay. Um, yeah. People winning medals at, at festivals and stuff like that. Not that's even the sign of like whether or not they're doing yeah. great work, but a lot of a lot of really nice breweries and. Phoenix and yeah. Northern Arizona. Cool. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and in Phoenix. It, it's fairly well-rounded with, with room to grow, which is a, a really cool thing about, you know, any beer scene. It is. Still growing into it. And in, in Phoenix in particular, there's a, a section of downtown, uh, Roosevelt Row, uh, and it's kind of like on the cusp of Yeah. In the past couple da- of years. Downtown Phoenix for, you know, 50 years has been nothing but crickets and no, nothing okay. going on downtown, gotcha. right? Mm-hmm. And last about five or ten, they've really worked to kind of make some downtown walkable areas because yeah uh, and there's about three or four breweries down there that have, have popped up expansions of other breweries stuff so i think it's becoming more like approachable and like uh hey we can pop or we can actually brewery hop on foot which right. had, it had never existed yeah. in arizona well that you know i kind think of, a, a lot of towns have kind of taken that before because you remember gosh man going back a ways here but like the 80s and 90s this was the the shopping mall was the thing yeah you, know, you go oh, this absolutely. the downtown area it was big box stores and shopping malls so right. Your downtown area wasn't so much of a destination. Yeah. And you're like, here where we are in Duluth, Georgia, this is all revitalized yeah. recently. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. This whole area yeah. here. There, was, there wasn't too much here. Not right. long ago. Yeah. But you come down here and we have, a, in addition to Good Word, you know, there's several other restaurants and places that our, our good friends and sponsors, Truck and Tap, have a location that we can actually see it from where we're set up right now. Yeah, that's our plan later. Just, just yeah. over there. There you yeah. go. Yeah. The bar, I distance. recommend the, the barbecue nachos from the, the Chelsea barbecue nice. truck there. Yeah. So. Uh, but, you know, there's just a lot going on to where you can grab a drink. And even if you don't live inside of Atlanta here, there's likely something to do in most decent-sized cities. It's good that it's good that cities are doing that. You know, keep uh, people I there. Like Go walk around and have some fun. Well, yeah. you, you need some variety, some interest. I think there's some intrigue to uh, something aside from the strip mall or so the, the mega mall. like Because those are all basically the same stores, yeah. like, sandwiched into different kiosks. And at a certain point, you're like, this is boring. Yeah, we're, some- yeah. we're, we're kind of creating some friends sort of, you know, on, on that cusp of, of that the, these neighborhoods in Phoenix, too, where, yeah, they're kind of, you know, coming up and having more, like, unique products that you can actually go and see in unique areas yeah. of town that, yeah, here's the three malls that are in our metro area. Right. Now, the beers that we've got here today, so in, in addition to the Czech pills that we're drinking right now, we also have one called Valley Beer that is uh, crisp and classic, not crispy. Not oh, no, crispy. no, no, no. Beer not Twitter crispy? got uppity about that a few days ago. <laughs> the word crispy no. is not crispy. <laughs> crispy ain't sex. Can I but call the weather crispy boy? Can I call the weather crispy because I feel crispy? It's right crisp, now. right? Yeah, oh, brisk, crisp. brisk yeah. and crispy. Brisk and yeah. crispy. Well, <laughs> our, our pilot yesterday referred to it as briskly. 
briskly. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, briskly. Yeah. Hang on. Nobody, nobody has yet used that or been angry about it. So I yeah. recommend that everybody use that. Everybody for beer start users. Yeah. Yeah. American yeah. lager is yes. brisk. It is not crisp. Okay. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Briskly beer descriptor or uh, Southern baby. You know. Oh. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yes. Why not both? Perhaps. You know, that's my yeah. new goal. I'm going to start talking more about beers and I'm going to use words and I know will get people moist i'm gonna use that in every yeah. beer review yeah every beer oh that riles people up right right very moist <laughs> this boy beer is so moist they're like what does this even mean the wet beer. It's, it's like it's yeah. the essence of wetness is what it, it is. is yeah this beer is the essence of. but wetness. we have an american yeah. lager here from Renhouse. house we have a czech pilsner is this pretty typical is this like what you guys like to do yeah definitely a lot of lager production but is, is high on our radar all uh, over i yeah. think i think probably uh we're, we're most well known for hoppy beers okay. uh, ipas and, and then our lager program and we also do a really great imperial stout and barrel age uh, is, beer program. Is it hard doing an imperial stout and getting people to buy it in Phoenix? Because I've been to Phoenix, right? Weatherwise, I drank your it beer in like Phoenix. Thing, right? It seems like that would be a hard sell. We do have a winter. Okay, okay. <laughs> do you though? It's so small, and it's only there and for a moment. It's not very cold. It's like two days, but, but and you're also, like, it also, hits sixty, <laughs> and you're like, dude, it is so frosty. We also have a, a nice, cra- a nice craft beer. Uh, you know, scene yeah. and 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 a lot of good, uh, like a lot of good people in Phoenix who who know their beer and know what they like, and sure. I think we do a good job in those barrel aged beers too. So that maybe they're getting, you know, if they're traders, they're getting stuff from California, bottle logic type stuff, or stuff from over here from Wakefield or whatever it is, um, and they're you know informed consumers. Like well, sure. we also sure. make good versions of those. So they'll they'll do some summertime, you know, shares, and they'll do, you know, I think I think people are drinking them year round or selling them, which is yeah, I think I think we do a good good job at those, and they sell. So, no, and I'm kidding around. Of course, we've got air conditioning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I drink, right. drink stouts exactly. in the middle of summer, no matter how you know warm it is. We outside. even did a show called Stouts for Summer. That's right. We're not That's right. We'll yeah. do it, man. We'll yeah. do it. That's the thing is, you know, and I do see myself leaning to certain styles during certain seasons, but yeah. winter is not going to keep me away from a good Pilsner, and like summer today, is not going to keep me away. Right. Today's sleet hasn't yeah. kept me from Pilsners all yeah. day. Yeah. Little beer fest, and it's sleeting outside. Yeah. What, what are you thinking of, Georgia? <laughs> yeah. Gosh. And, and there's certainly those styles, uh, especially in regard to our barrel program, that kind of help us uh, reach folks in other parts of the country. Um, you know, our IPAs, which we're known for, don't have the Shelf life, yeah, right? Maybe sure. You can't you can't ship them Some as well. I uh, can't ship them as well if they're being traded. Yeah. Um. So as far as like, uh, you know, growing your brand and reach, our, our stouts are super. Now, do you guys? I know there's a few breweries here today that are in just limited distro for the festival. But do sure, you distribute right. to Georgia? Do you get out this far? Almost none at all. Um. Yeah. It could. It could be that. We could send a pallet or so here and right, there, okay. um, but yeah. we, I don't. I don't think we've ever sent beer to Georgia outside of it. Okay, cool. But, See, we're getting a special treat, Brian. Yeah. We're going to try the, the good, good stuff. Here. Yeah. What up, Liberator? They're yeah. taking care of us. So. Thank you. Yeah. We've yeah. got a tent. We're under a Liberator Trent tent, and their logo has a plane on it, which. With the wind today is a bad idea because the tent is trying its best to fly away. It's doing its best. Even way yeah. down, it's trying to fly away from us. Yeah. Right. Well, guys, since you've been here, what are some of the uh, the beer and breweries that you've enjoyed at the festival? Quite a few. Um, Green Bench had some nice beers and uh, Resident Culture, Jackie O's. Preacher uh, Comforts. Yeah. We were right next to Hedra Allen, and they have some okay. really nice pills near yep. next to us. Uh, Halfway Crooks is one of my favorite Atlanta breweries. Fantastic. And it's exciting to get be able to try some of their other beers, too. Yeah. And yeah. good, good people been, on top of good beers. Yeah. It's always nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, by the by the way, the good the good word beers, all of them, that, all the 12 that I tried last night. 
have all been also fantastic. <laughs> they, you know what? There's certain breweries that do certain styles. Good Word is one of those that no matter what they do, we had an English barley wine from yeah. them a couple weeks ago. Yeah. They nail it, man. They're They've just done a, really good. Yeah. A quad, a milk stout, all of it's yeah. phenomenal. It is good. It's good. Yeah. Guys, it is across the board. Guys, thank you so much. Ren House Brewing, Phoenix, Arizona. Thanks for joining us. If folks want to find out what's going on with Ren House, what is the best way to do that? I'd, I'd probably check our Instagram, and then we have a website. Our Instagram is Ren House Brewing. Uh, Facebook is the same. And then website, renhousebrewing.com. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show. Join us next week for more hot craft beer talk. Brian or cold beer talk? Ooh. One of the two there. We are Beer Guys Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So follow us for more great craft beer news. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great week, and don't forget to drink local. Cheers. Cheers.